improve it. Create it. You are listening to the Be Velocity podcast and this is episode six. I'm Deborah, And I'm Ellie, your host, and we are joined on this episode with our guest Jade Price. Jade is a female mechanic making her mark in the automotive industry. There's going to be lots of talk about female empowerment in this episode, so let's give a warm welcome to our guest, Jade. We are extremely excited to finally have you on our podcast. What an absolute phenomenal 2021 and 2022 has really kick-started for you. What on earth or where on earth do we begin? It has been manic. I don't think I've ever had a year that's been as busy and as fast all in one go. It's been really full on, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's like I've actually had to start planning stuff in my diary now and I've never had to do that before. So it's like, all right, I'm doing this this day, this that day, need to do that that day. It's been chaos, but it's been a brilliant chaos. It's been good chaos. Definitely. Yeah. So during the pandemic, we've noticed you've been very active on social media. You appeared on a few different podcasts already and You've collaborated with the Women's Work where she talks cars and we thought we need to get this girl on for a chat. So how has that been for you, Jace? Um, it's been, it has been very fast forward, but it's been, it's been great. The whole atmosphere and people sharing the same interests and the same sort of go-to attitude. It's, it's been phenomenal, to be honest. It really has been. And something um, that me and Ellie and a few others that have discussed um, during our podcast episode and even offline, everyone talks about motorsport, but they never actually go into the whole automotive industry. And quite frankly, your presence and what you're doing at the minute is brilliant. You don't see that enough. And I started noticing you're appearing more um, and it was the woman's work where you done like a, a little interview with them didn't you yeah yeah we did we did it with um the women in trade magazine so we yeah. both sort of had introduced ourselves and she was talking about her being in the motorsport industry and I was saying about being in the you know the normal automotive trade and mm. it's just crazy the difference in it all so yeah we had we had a good mag about that and you know our both our views are the same to get more women out there to 
it's not a case of making it like a, a women's only sort of thing. It's just to say we're just as equal if you give us the chance. That's why mm. we want to change this whole sort of stigma. Mm, definitely. Um, we'll we'll get get to this bit later on. Um, but you've had some awards, haven't you? Yeah, I won a, won one award and then got invited to a a, a really big award show. Um, that I got to go with, with alongside Paul. So that was really good. Wow. And have you thought about doing more more work with Porsche or because you have done a bit haven't you yeah I got to um I did a a weekend sort of thing working with Porsche and Auto Trader mm-hmm. so we learned okay, yeah. to do um a review video and yeah. then a bit of an editorial oh, side wow. of things so that's how I'd, I ended up getting invited to the uh, what car show awards that and looked just sort of amazing a few of us and honestly it was it's something that I'm never ever going to forget it was one of the things you get there like do I need to pinch myself because I mean <laughs> I, there was no joggers on I was in a dress my hair was done and I was like is this me is this real <laughs> but yeah I'm, I've got uh, some works uh, going on with Audi at the moment and um, that's a bit of a, a bit of a surprise at the minute so Ooh, stay tuned nice. for that one oh exciting we do love a pinch me moment on this podcast don't we deb oh absolutely um we've had quite quite a few of those um to be honest and i think that's purely because like you said jade you know it you know any any gender can do it it's just putting hard work in you know there shouldn't be any boundaries whatsoever and we're just highlighting that we can make a mark um in the industry now which which is incredible and I think this is why more exposure um is happening however there's certain areas it needs a little bit more work so like I said the automotive industry in particular needs a bit more exposure um our last episode if you listen to it we said um females involved in two wheels need a bit more exposure yeah, I think to be fair, the work's been done in motorsport, and I think we need to focus more on other areas now. That that's just purely my opinion, mm-hmm. and I think it, it's going to happen. And I think you're going to play a key part in that, if I'm honest. Not putting any pressure on, but I, I generally think <laughs> you will um, play a part in that. Do you know what? Somebody, someone else said that to me as well. And I can't for life remember who it was now. It was, um, so I've been posting a lot more on LinkedIn. Yeah. Because I did this quite big post the other day, um, just saying that, you know, it's not just the automotive industry that we need to break the stigma for. It's every single job women join us. There's a mm-hmm. girl that I spoke to on there that's a joiner. Um, just plumbing, everything like that, because you don't see them in that. I mean, I know it's hard enough in the automotive, but any sort of, I think any sort of trade job, it's yeah, it's the same, definitely the same. Then there was a, a chap on there that had commented on it because I think it, it, I don't know if you class it as viral on LinkedIn, but it's had well over eighty thousand views. Wow! And there was wow. a chap on there that had said to me, "You're the kind of girl that I've shown 
my daughter to that I want her to look up to, not not a celebrity, not wow. you know anyone on Instagram. It's someone that's going for what they want, and I think you'd be the one to change it. And I was like, oh my god, like it just it stuck with me that because it's I just think I'm just like, oh yeah, let's change it. But the fact that I'm hearing stuff like my previous job when I was at um, Nymeister. I had a message off one of the women that worked there that said, we had someone ring the other day because they'd seen you in the newspaper and they wanted to get involved and your story did inspire them. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's still kind of a bit of a, a pinch of thing because I don't think I'm doing anything. But the main thing no, is... It's definitely our change. Believe yeah. it or not, this podcast, our platform, the individuals that we share, we're all playing a part, we're all making changes and that's all that needs to happen. Yeah. It, it just takes that one person. And I've said, it's all, always about the voice and speaking up. And you're doing a fantastic job. And if anyone listens to this, I'm going to advise them to go on LinkedIn and have a look at this um, little post. Because I'm actually intrigued myself now. And I'll be more yeah, same. Happy, to, <laughs> happy to share it. And also, please, yeah. anyone that listens as well, share this episode and make sure it gets into people's ears that's all it takes um we let's make some magic happen for those that need yeah. it yeah well that's it I mean yeah. I've even had young men inbox me saying I've wanted to go for this but I'm not sure mm. because I'm not the typical macho would I fit in this role and it's like I go into work I have little hoop earrings in my nails are painted I have false eyelashes on if I can do it, you definitely can. Exactly. So it's not just a case of just women, I suppose. It's anyone that's not confident. I mean, you get so many gay people now, but half of them are better makeup artists than women. Yeah. It's so much more accepting everywhere now. So it's it's yeah, trying it to help people get that confidence to go for it. So we agree. <clears throat> and that takes us nicely on to our next question. And it's also my favourite bit, I think. So mine too. Tell us all, like, take us back to the beginning. Like, where did it start for you, Jade? Oh, so I grew up around cars. We used to always go monster truck, watch BMXs, watch stunt cars. Yeah. Literally, we'd go and watch people crash the caravans into other cars and caravans. It was chaos, but I used to love it. So it always stops then from there and my dad and my granddad were always into the car. So it was kind of in me, but I knew what I wanted to do. Even when I was a young girl, I'd always nick my brother's action man because his cars was better and he was more bigger and not prime or anything. So I just <laughs> yeah, I I knew that. from then that it was there. So I, I got into college and I was like, mechanics, I want to do something that I feel proud of myself for. Mm-hmm. that ticked the boxes for me so started that uh come to go for me level two and they ran about getting work placements and whatnot so I was like that's fine I know there's a garage quite a big garage local to me so I went down there um you know as you can imagine at that young age it's nerve-wracking enough as it is to go in somewhere where you don't know and oh so but went in built up all that courage and then I said to the owner listen I'm doing a level two and I needed a job sort of thing for college and he just looked at me and he laughed and I was like maybe it's one of them like oh you need a left-handed spanner sort of thing so I sort of had a bit of a laugh along with him and then 
he just went, just just wait a minute. So I was like, this is it. I'm getting somewhere. Goes into the garage. No joke, he gets about six of his lads to come to the front. And he went, tell them what you want. I said, I'm after a job. I want to, I want to be a mechanic. And they just laughed. They literally stood there and laughed right in our faces until we walked out. And I was like, how am I supposed to do this job if no one will help me? And I, I'd lost my confidence with it. And it took me oh, 10 years. No joke, of, no joke, 10 years. And I was like, I missed being with Carl. I missed doing it. I still went to like car shows and stuff, but I was like, I'm not destined to work in Tesco forever. It's not giving me the the grip that I need sort of thing. So I started getting back into like a dealership and being a service advisor and getting familiar with the car. And one day I was like, I need to do this. So I, I messaged the head of business and I was like, I want to be a mechanic. What do I need to do? Will you support me? And then I think it was about three weeks later, is an apprenticeship form. If you want to be a mechanic, we'll support you. And then stemmed from there. Amazing. That's such a shame, though, like the, the not back at the start. But now you have to think that who's having the last laugh. Oh yeah, definitely. I, w- I wish I could have kicked myself up the butt sooner, but when you sort of lose all that confidence yeah. in trying to get it back up, it's the rejection feeling people don't want. And I don't want people to feel like that's what it's like anymore. It's it's so different now. Yeah, so different. The whole automotive industry has evolved so much now. I can't believe you actually had that experience because having a low self-esteem and everything like that it's hard it's so hard to get yourself out of that but fair play to you for sending that email because honestly I remember crying to my dad about it and I was like yeah I'm not supposed to do it if no one's going to help me but yeah I mean I suppose as awful as Covid was it was probably a blessing in disguise because it was like showed me how much more I wanted it I I mean I just started it I'd been a year into it Mm -hmm. before Covid and I was like do I want to spend the next five or ten years of my life regretting not doing something because you only regret what you you say no to yeah and I was like do you know what no I'm so glad I'm doing this no absolutely fair play to you and thank you also for sharing the story. You wouldn't be where you are now. You do realise you're so much stronger for, you know, okay, you had a knockback, but you've kind of used that to your advantage. You've, I, I suppose you've worked on yourself personally and you've got that confidence oh, back. Yeah. And like you said, no one, like, no one likes having regrets and, whoever said yes to giving you that chance thank you because we wouldn't be having oh, yeah. this conversation 100%. now no well that's it I think I would have still been in the I wish I was doing it I wish I was doing it yeah yeah Ellie I am I'm going to jump in and ask a question because I haven't asked, asked this and it is off script can don't, you don't. <laughs> um 
could you describe uh, your typical working day so what you do obviously I've um, worked in the automotive industry myself and I've been a service advisor so I know what goes on just to explain to our listeners just a typical day um, and also share some of the share some of the things that you've worked on on, on cars and what sort of cars you've worked on uh, so at the moment I am at Audi so we've seen a lot more of the e-tron vehicles coming in the electric vehicles so the day will start off you'll have jobs on the desk ready for when you come in so say for instance a car's coming with a fault you'll bring it in the first thing you'll do check the fluids of the car tire pressures do an all-round observation then you plug it in so you run what we call a gff which is a guided fault find so anything that comes up in the system um that's faulting will show up on there you you sort of uh, see if it needs a part so there's um I'm not too sure if I'm allowed to say what the module's called, but you click onto this module and it'll say how you rectify it or there'll be like a step-by-step guide of what you need to look out for. Yeah. There's these things called uh, technical product information. Mm-hmm. So, I've heard of it. Yeah. So you have to find like certain things that link up to this to help you rectify the job. It sounds easy, but it's not always plain sailing because it me- needs to meet certain criterias. Sometimes on the very rare occasion you'll find that there's not a rectification just yet because something's still being worked on to find a long-term fix. And so it's stuff like that. So like with the high voltage at the minute, there needs to be two of you on the job. Mm. So pretty much one person's got to stand there with a stick. So if something electrically goes wrong, it's to pretty much prod this person off the car because you can stick to it and cremate yourself pretty much so yes it's getting used to the electrics at the minute that's such a high safety thing at the moment and it's so time consuming so it's getting used to that as well everyone's been run through it it's a case of your shoes are different your overalls are different your gloves are different your safety goggles are different everything's got to be taped a certain perimeter around where you're working so no one can go within that vicinity Mm-hmm. and then you've obviously you've just got your basic services so you'll, you'll probably often find that oh, a busy day you have them jobs as well as trying to get the cars prepared for their brand new going out as well as cars that are a few years old that are being sold on and it's ordering parts for them and checking them over as well and then you do a video and then you do a checklist that you send both to the customer as well. Keep it on the system, write out your job card, car washed, keep it back to the customer. Wow, that's a lot, you know, in one day. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people don't sort of realise, but it, I know. sometimes it's wow. so chaotic. I'm not that's... surprised, especially at the moment. <laughs> mm. um... Yeah. <laughs> Would you agree that's just a snippet of what you actually do? That's just oh yeah, typical... that's without trying to make it sound boring. Yeah, <laughs> um, it can be a lot involved um, with any any manufacturer. So what you've described in like the whole fault code check, it sounds pretty much similar across the board in how things work. 
and it is it is quite lengthy have you noticed the difference between new and used cars at the minute in terms of sales or or like the types of cars that are coming in at the minute we're definitely getting more electrical vehicles coming in definitely more electric um there is still people buying sales cars i'm not too sure if it's more or less at the moment because i know people are still a bit on the the borderline but for the sake of the fact there's more electrical cars i'd say maybe more people are giving in combustion engine cars and getting because i think a lot of people are scared at the moment by the you have to have an electric car by this year sort of thing that kind of rolls into my next question actually um because obviously the automotive industry is forever evolving it kind of sounds like your dealership in particular is prepared for electric cars what's what's your general opinion because obviously i know we're very much into the whole combustion engine and the sounds and the noise um what your general thoughts um i think my own opinion i think electric electric cars are too still too far in advance at the moment i feel like stuff's not been thought through properly Mm. i mean for instance like we live in britain we spend majority of the time stuck in motorway traffic electric cars cannot be put out by water you cannot stop them if they go on fire so if you imagine if someone's in traffic the electric car goes on fire one you don't know how long that motorway is going to be shut for so it's going to have a knock-on effect two if it catches other cars it's going to be even bigger and three it's the cleanup methods like how is it safe to do that when is it ever going to be safe and it's like I mean, I was, I was actually looking into this the other day. 95% of fuel is used by um, air and ferries and the big, what do you call them, cargo boats. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that leaves the, yeah, that one. And the, that leaves the, the rest of the 5% is actually vehicles. So even if okay, we got rid so of all electric vehicles... Yeah, if they got rid of electric vehicles, then, you know, it's there's still 95% of it being used. So what are they going to do? The combustion yeah. engines, they'll have to get them in the cargo and ferry to the other side of the world. So it's how are they going to get rid of combustion engines? They'll have to do it how they've always done it. So it's not really going to change anything anytime soon. It's still going to be using fossil fuel. So I think the best way to go around about it is hydrogen engines, if anything, not electric and if you get hydrogen in your electric vehicle it only needs 10 percent for it to blow up the vehicle pretty much so that's not really a lot so yeah i think electric's a lot far in advance than what we think it is i think we're trying to rush it too much in my opinion ellie phil yeah feel free to jump in (laughs) sorry i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, I was like deep in thought with electric cars. So to cut the story short, I was reading yesterday. So I read loads of articles um, on your jades. And then I was like, right, I know this question is going to come up because I've seen that you were Audi. So I was like, right, let's get into electric cars. So I was like reading about the e-tron and I was just thinking about like worst case scenario, what would really happen if you were on the M6, for example, my local motorway and what would actually happen? 
but obviously you see the points now they are trying to change it but I think it's going to yeah. be well in advance so so yeah I was just very sorry I was deep in thought there as usual no it's fine <laughs> right, <sorry. laughs> no I, I definitely we think it's too far in advance like I said if it goes on fire then yeah we're we'll, we'll just stuck essentially okay so we're going to bring it right back now Jade so what was your first project you ever worked on and we're going to go into the future as well so what is next in the pipeline for yourself? Um, so I think my first project started off uh, being a part of International Women's Work Day. Didn't think anything of it. That started sort of the ball rolling. Um, yeah. My next one is, I mean, obviously there's been bits in between that that you know about. Um, my next one is actually coming up with Audi. Um, yeah. So... I was approached by the head of the business the other day and we're going to be doing a YouTube channel, going through the car reviews, showing the cars, uh, kind of like Supercar Blondie pretty much, but it's going to be Audi focused. So nice. yeah, going to be doing a bit of an input on that for them, get a bit more feel, female empowerment in there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But other than that, nothing just just yet. What about car projects? What was your first ever car project? My first one was probably my first car, which was my Swift. I didn't do too much to that because I think I had him for about two years. And then I've got a old Honda. One of the reasons why I don't want electric cars. Um, because he is... 30 years old so he's still on carburetors he's still got a manual choke so I'm currently converting him to a proper engine wow. getting him done up nice and tidy because obviously with age he's getting a bit wrinklier there and everywhere so I'm go- I'd be going from 89 to about 185 miles an hour in it before he gets converted to turbo so that's changing the engine brake lines the rear axle so it can accommodate for the bigger brakes, ECU, wiring looms. The only thing that's probably not being changed is the original steering wheel and the actual shell of him. You've and got a name. Have airbags or anything. Uh, <laughs> hardly any safety <laughs> features. You've got a name for your um, Honda, haven't you? Yes, it's called Hunter. <laughs> I name all my cars and one of them people. <laughs> and um do you have any more projects in in the line in terms of um cars or are you just sticking with hunter i'd love to get a project drift car because one of the things that i'd love to do this year is to learn how to drift um but until i get some free space i've got no more room you're a big fan of a certain drifter, aren't you? Yes. Michelle Westby. Yes. We would love to have her on. She's such a nice down-to-earth human being, isn't she? Yeah, the nicest person I think I've probably met. Right. I'm going to get a bit more personal now. Um, could you tell us, or our audience listeners, what being a mechanic has brought to your life and what it means to you to be able to perform to perform this job role that you're doing I think 
the best way of saying it is I think something a bit more in myself it I'm not totally sure how to describe it but I think going from the lack of confidence that I had I mean don't get me wrong I'm not this million hundred percent confident person now but it's I see people look at me sometimes and like oh there's a female mechanic here or I do a job and I think if I had gone back five or six years ago, I would have not known how to do this. So probably the sense of achievement in myself and the fact that other people have been inspired by it. So I think it's just that realisation that there's something more to life than being a celebrity or being an Instagram influencer. It's not all about how you look at doing something for you. That I think that's the best thing. I I think that's very well summed up. I'm very anti-social media influencer. I'm I'm not a big fan, as you can tell by my facial expressions. Um, Is there anything you want to add to that, Ellie, at all? No, I I just think it's like um, probably a realistic point. Um, And uh, it's just like a day-to-day, like a normal thing that people want to do and they should be able to achieve it without obviously the stigma um of being a female working in the automotive industry because that needs to change because and I feel like Jade you're obviously at the forefront of that and pushing so much more forward we want young girls like there's nothing more than I'd love my little cousin to turn around to me tomorrow and say I want to be a mechanic and I'd happily support her so my whole family would and that's how it should be and it yeah, and it shouldn't be just the limelight going on TikTok and doing all these different things. Like, you've got to be realistic about it. So, yeah, I think it is a bit of a t- time for change in that aspect. Yeah, that's it. The stereotypes just need to yeah to go. I think it's not every girl wants to grow up and do nails or hair yeah. or whatnot. I, I think that's the whole thing that's a shame about Instagram because, you know, sometimes it does get in your head and you think, this is how I need to look, this is what I need to do. I'm yeah, not because people don't do this, but this is yeah. real life, and yeah, that's the thing. People only post and they look at themselves. People only <laughs> post what they want to see, like want you to see. If that makes sense, so yeah. Our last guest, um, she made a very, very good comment. You know, she doesn't always post the good stuff. She always does the bad stuff as well. Yeah. She's, and she generally said, "Be authentic, be yourself." And to be fair, if anyone does visit your socials that's what they're going to see um if anyone visits my socials um I am taking a break from social media because I think that's actually relatively good a good thing to do um being your authentic self and genuine is extremely important and and I do think it does you, you do get sucked into that social media toxicity sort of thing yeah and it's not good for you it's not good for young people but in the same aspect you can use social media platforms to your advantage and in a way you can quash and get rid of all that negative stuff and put all the positive stuff in there instead and I I think that's the key thing just using social media in the right way and I think it just just drowns out the negativity and yeah feel free to add anything else (laughs) yeah no no. I think that's it it's it's the pressure to be perfect and I think that's what so many people struggle with and reality of life isn't perfect there's always going to be yeah 
something that ruins your day or someone's going to be sad and life isn't perfect so we shouldn't feel the pressure to be perfect and anything that does seem perfect is usually a Disney story or some sort of novel with a happy beginning middle and ending but that's why it's a story it's not true on that note Jade tell us where we can find you on social media because we want to see the real Jade Price. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and I've just started a TikTok for ready for my car reviewing scenarios. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So all we need to Amazing. do is just put um, Jade Price in and hopefully you should appear. Yes, I think the only thing that's different, um, my TikTok's as down as the automotive capture. Mm-hmm. The Instagram's jade underscore ec9 because that's that's my boy Hunter, and then my Facebook's <laughs> just my name. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's where there's a lot of stuff about, like because I have endometriosis as well, so I share a bit more on that side of yeah me social because that's a bit more of me personal facebook we were actually going to have a chat about that actually i wanted to save this to the end because there's a there's a couple of more questions um i was going to ask you but i think because we've mentioned it now yeah let's let's go into this because this this isn't the nicest condition and obviously being a mechanic it's it's a very manual job and yes for you to actually cope with this condition and do that job you're an absolute warrior woman you really are talk to our audience so be as honest and real as you want I'm going to let you take over and just explain the ups the downs that you've been through with this condition um so first lockdown it was when I'd actually got diagnosed with it I'd we have problems with periods and stuff in our family anyway. So, but I noticed that more sort of one day, you know, I was, I was just taking out the ties at work and I thought, I swear I keep pulling something because I've been so much pain. And I was thinking, I don't know how I'm doing this so wrong. And it started to get more and more worse. And there'd be times when I'd be at home and I'd be on the floor and I'd, I'd be shaking that much. I'd, I'd be like, headbutting stuff that was nearby to try and sort of bring me back in from this pain because I, I, there was just no way to describe it. It was almost like I was having a, a fit and I'd be screaming at the top of my voice and I just, I couldn't figure out what it was. So I ended up going to the doctors, they're like, oh, try this, it's IBS or whatnot. And it's like, it's, I've never had IBS. And I, I just knew it was more than that. So kept mithering and mithering got taken to the gynecology department where the nurse was like so describe what's going on told them the situation she was like I think you have this condition called endometriosis we need to do an operation to see what's going on and if it's actually there so I was like oh god okay so they sort of make two incisions either side of your stomach and they cut your belly button open and they inflame your stomach as much as they can and they go in with this 
camera to see if they can see it. So mine grows on the back of my womb at the minute and they have to laser it off. If it's quite small, they can give it a little snip snip, but mine actually had to be lasered off. And they told me that I was in between stage one and stage two. So the higher the stage, I think because it was up to stage four, um, that's when you're starting to look at parts being removed. And they've given me a coil just recently to try and help with that sort of pain of things. But the first operation that I had, they have to ask if you can have children or not because endometriosis grows, but it can also stick to other organs. And it's 75% times more harder to get pregnant and in some cases impossible. And they pretty much told me that it was going to be near impossible for me to have them. I mean, luckily enough, I don't want children. And I feel selfish for saying that because I know there's people out there that do, but I've planned my life not having children. So I've still got everything intact because one of my best friends struggles with her pregnancy and I've told her that I'd be a surrogate for her in a heartbeat. I, I don't want them, but I feel like if I was to take anything like that away, it it wouldn't be fair. So I, I had my coil fitted a few days back. Uh, so I'm still quite tender from that. But when you get them pains, I think I, I was supposed to spend six months off work because of how manual the job is, mm. because of how big the operation was. It is so hard. I spend most of the time on Cocodermal to try and make it a little bit easier but you've just got to keep going if you give up you can't fail if you don't give up so well well done keep going to jade that is an amazing like story to how you were and how you're like dealing with it today and like going through it with like day-to-day life because i think that'll really help some of our listeners um and obviously to, to like kind of push for it as well like to make sure you are getting like the right treatment and it is like the right condition etc so honestly well done well done it, um, it is horrible when you first hear because yeah. there's there's no cure for it it's something it's the disease for life sort of thing for now so yeah if you let it get you down you you're never going to do anything thank you yeah. from the bottom of my heart for you sharing that it's because it can be quite difficult it's it's not um it's not easy to talk about and I hope if someone is listening that's a bit, in sh- bit unsure or has similar symptoms, then do the right thing and get yourself checked, which is the main, the main thing. And just by you sharing your stories, um, this actually... I'm going to ask this question because you do come across as strong and ambitious what what do you want to achieve well this is going to sound a little horrible no it's I not. don't want people to be like me in the fact that you know from how I wanted to get in this job to getting in it and then when I got my diagnosis with endo it was just like I felt like everything was trying to stop me from getting to where I wanted to be so I think that's probably why I've, I've seen to be more going for stuff because it was like if I had, I try and think of it as if I'm inspiring somebody, if I had that person when I was younger, maybe I would have fought a little bit harder, maybe I wouldn't have given up so easy. So 
I think if anybody's wanting to go for what I'm doing or another trade, it's be the person that you wanted to have when you was growing up. Be that inspiration that you needed. Because you've got you for the rest of your life. You've got to make you happy. So go for yeah. it. Yeah, well, that answers my next question. Thank you I'm so, sorry. so much, Dave. <laughs> no, it's right. Thank you. But, but it's the truth, though. Like, so obviously, that's literally to our listeners. If you want to be a mechanic or anything within a trade environment, just be yourself because you, you don't want to be false. You don't want to be somebody you're not just to get it. Like, people like you for you, and that, that should never change. So, yeah, no, thank, thank you for that. That's, yeah, I think it's been very inspirational this evening, ladies. Thank you. <laughs> no, I re- I agree and I know me and Jade we've spoken offline but just just you sharing this it's really it's really hit me in the feels as some youngsters say you yeah. know it's very personal <laughs> to you and fair play for you yeah 100% <laughs> you know we'll always support you we we have from the very beginning and we'll continue to do that any bit of exposure even if uh, a young a young member of the audience listens to this and we can do something for them with with tick to box um we've inspired someone and i think this brings us nicely to the end bit which woo, is probably <laughs> like the hardest question ever yeah ever Ever, this is only why I'm dancing Jade is because this is like my favorite question and I love asking people this question because it makes me so happy because nobody has an idea (laughs) go on you say it you want me to go in I know it's your favorite bit so (laughs) if you've been following our podcast you'll know the last single thing we do is we'll ask our guests for a song choice and we've we'll put it on our driver playlist. So we've got a second playlist on Spotify. So yeah, go on, Ellie. Ask the question. I know you're dying to. So I know. <laughs> so what song are you going to pick and why? So like what is the first song you think of, either when you wake up or you think, right, today I've got a really hard job on. I'm gonna turn this fully volume up in the garage that type of thing let us know I think ACDC sheets are real because they've just got such a vibe and they're just now that's a tune <laughs> they, get you, they get you so pumped and I and I, I just love listening to them I mean I was going to miss out on them this year but ACDC shoots a thrill or a long way to the top because it reminds me of School of Rock and it's just got that like motivational sort of I'm yeah. tapping at my airbrush now as if you can see what I'm doing. <laughs> it's just got that like, yes, we're going for it. Yes, you can and see my going for it dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're you're actually the first person since I've been doing this podcast where they've gone straight in. So thank you, Jade. Absolutely. That's all thank right. you. <laughs> well, yeah, that is essentially it. So thank you so much. Thank yeah, you you've, you've, you've been an absolutely phenomenal guest and I'm so glad that we've managed to get you on to share your story with our audience. Please, please, please keep on inspiring. Like I said, if anyone listens to this episode, 
please share it on your Instagram stories, on all your social media channels and give this girl the recognition she deserves because she generally does deserve it. Yeah. And we'll let you go now, Jade. Um, enjoy the rest of Thank your you, evening. Thank you so much for Thanks coming for on. Thanks for having me. You're more than welcome. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you grow as well. I mean, obviously, I sort of seen the philosophy from the start. So to see you progressing as well and Ellie and that, it's just... You've got to fight for what you want. Exactly. You do. You generally do. And obviously, we're all helping each other. Yeah. Ellie's got her own platform. People, if you're listening, go go support Ellie. Go follow her channels. Um, there'll be a point at some point where we'll be sharing our own stories. So someone gets to interview me and someone gets to interview Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. And on that note, thank you so much. Thank you, Jade. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Round of applause for that girl. Wow, wow, wow. Jade is such an epic person for a talent, talented young lady. She's going to go so far in her career and we'll keep on supporting her all the way to the top. Also, feel free to send us a message with any questions you might have for her. As always, if you want to show some love for our podcast, then feel free to like and subscribe. Also, give us a review, share any (laughs) of our episodes on your socials. Just get us noticed a little bit more because at the end of the day, it's more exposure for you people and you people deserve, you deserve it. So if you know someone that wants to get involved in building our global community, or you'd like to get involved yourself, then you know where we are. Follow us on the socials. And on that note, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Olive and me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Engineered. Driven. Created.